Hi, I'm Neil Patel, host of Decoder, my show about big ideas and other problems. Right now on Decoder, we're doing a mini-series about one of the biggest ideas that's creating some of the biggest problems around, generative AI. Our series dives deep into some of the most pressing issues surrounding generative AI, with expert Verge reporters covering the cutting-edge frontier of the industry. How could copyright lawsuits completely upend large language models and image generators? How big a problem is AI-generated misinformation for the 2024 election? And what kind of impact are AI chatbots having on human relationships? Decoder's AI series will help you understand what's going on, why, and where it might go from here. Tune in every Monday and Thursday for new episodes of Decoder wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Talking Chop Podcast Network. My name is Sean Coleman. Hope wherever you are and wherever you are listening, you are having a wonderful start to your Friday. The Daily Hammer, the Talking Chop Podcast, and the Road to Atlanta Podcast are all available through the Talking Chop Podcast Network at TalkingChop.com, as well as at Talking Chop across all forms of social media. My name is Sean Coleman. You can find me at Stats SAC on Twitter. When it comes to the Braves, here's the latest from Atlanta. So it's been kind of a crazy past two days when it comes to Braves baseball in Atlanta as the Braves have faced the Rockies. Wednesday night was obviously less than ideal conditions. Unfortunately, it led to less than ideal results with plenty of rain in the area, making the field a bit of a mess. But they were able to find the way to get the game over with. But unfortunately, because of the efforts that were put forth on Wednesday night and the fact that the weather just did not cooperate Wednesday and well into Thursday, the Braves' scheduled series finale against the Rockies in the final game of their homestand was not able to be completed. The game was rained out. So the Braves in their series against the Rockies, having lost two straight, they end their homestand overall 4-4, four and four, certainly less than ideal when it comes to what the Braves had hoped for, but the Braves did get an off day before they headed out to San Francisco where they are going to start a big 11-game road trip tonight against the Giants in San Francisco. But the, certainly another key development from yesterday is now what happens with the game that was canceled between the Rockies and the Braves. Well, there's not an opportunity to make up the game with the remaining schedule throughout the end of the year for the Rockies or the Braves. The Braves' only off day as of right now is September 27th, the day that they come back to Atlanta after this big West Coast road swing. And on that day, the Rockies are already playing a game. So if that's the case, the most likely scenario is that this game would be made up in Atlanta on October 4th. But of course, that's the Monday after the season ends on Sunday, October 3rd. The Braves enter today's action three games up on the Phillies, who certainly have started to find their winning ways once again. So the big key is, is that the Braves obviously have a three-game lead moving forward. There's a little over two weeks left in the season. If the Braves were to clinch the NL East by the time the season ends on October the 3rd, in the game between the Rockies and the Braves is meaningless, they're likely not going to make up the games. The Braves and Rockies would just have played 161 games this season. But if the game winds up having meaning, if it winds up being crucial to the Braves' chances to make the playoffs or win the NL East, then, of course, they will make the game up in Atlanta on October 4th. But a big 
other factor in all of this, one other perspective to look at this is, is that while this certainly was unexpected, and perhaps it's less than ideal when it comes to the remaining season schedule, this actually could be a bit of a blessing in disguise for multiple reasons for the Braves. For one, any off day the Braves can get right now is well needed. This offense especially, it just certainly seems as if they need a bit of rest. So many of these players and many of the key contributors, such as Dansby Swanson, such as Austin Riley, obviously Freddie Freeman after his injury scare Wednesday, they probably needed a day of rest. So it was nice to see this development come about. And it was also nice to see that the Braves offense was able to take a day and maybe get its sorts back going for it to where it could start getting some key contributors back on track. When it comes to their production, obviously Austin Riley, Dansby Swanson did struggle, struggled as of recently, others as, as, as of well. The Braves overall, in terms of their situational hitting, and struggled, so a day off, especially before the road trip, really could be a blessing in disguise. But perhaps the biggest development of all is that now with this series in San Francisco this weekend, Logically, the toughest series that the Braves have in terms of level of competition for the rest of this year, instead of the pitching rotation being Charlie Morton tonight, Max Reed tomorrow, and then Tuki Tassant's uncertain spot in the rotation coming up in the series finale, the Braves now have Ian Anderson, then Charlie Morton on Saturday, and then Max Reed on Sunday. That's certainly definitely a much better setup for the Braves in San Francisco because you have to feel confident each and every night the Braves starting pitching is going to put them in a good position to win. So though Thursday was certainly an unexpected development for multiple reasons due to rest, due to the opportunity perhaps to the offense to get back on track, and now with a much more beneficial pitching setup in San, in San Francisco to start this West Coast swing, it does look like this is a positive, positive development for the Braves that hopefully they can take advantage of over the weekend. Hi, I'm Neil Patel, host of Decoder, my show about big ideas and other problems. Right now on Decoder, we're doing a mini-series about one of the biggest ideas that's creating some of the biggest problems around, generative AI. Our series dives deep into some of the most pressing issues surrounding generative AI, with expert Verge reporters covering the cutting-edge frontier of the industry. How could copyright lawsuits completely upend large language models and image generators? How big a problem is AI-generated misinformation for the 2024 election? And what kind of impact are AI chatbots having on human relationships? Decoder's AI series will help you understand what's going on, why, and where it might go from here. Tune in every Monday and Thursday for new episodes of Decoder wherever you get your podcasts. Support for this episode comes from Viator. Sure, a good souvenir is always fun, but it's the experiences that people love the most about traveling. When you get back home, that t-shirt might fade and that snow globe might break, but it's those once-in-a-lifetime memories that will last. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like architectural sightseeing, snorkeling excursions, sunset cruises, and so much more. With Viator, you can reserve everything from simple tours to thrilling adventures with over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries. Whether you're a foodie, a history buff, or an adrenaline junkie, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you can have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Make memories that will last forever with Viator. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. 
Do more with Viator. Now this weekend is certainly going to be pretty important when it comes to the Braves themselves as they face another, you know, obviously a team that's going to be in the playoffs this year, the best team in the National League in the San Francisco Giants this weekend. There is another key series that Braves, the Braves franchise and their fans are going to be focused on as the Phillies play the Mets this weekend as well. You have to hope the outcome from this series is a series win for both the Mets and the Braves. That obviously would be the best case scenario to allow for the Braves' lead to be even better than it is right now. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with the Bra- with the Mets and the Phillies, as well as obviously the Braves. But you have to feel that the Braves are a bit more confident going into this series with how their pitching lines up against San Francisco starters. Another key development that occurred off the field on Thursday was the fact that Chris Martin had a very short-lived rehab stint in Gwinnett. He was recalled to join the Braves on this road trip. Hopefully, his response to rest and treatment for his injury certainly went well. He can get back to being effective, and the Braves may need him at least for the first few games in San Francisco because reliever Luke Jackson, who arguably has been the Braves' best reliever over the past month, he was placed on the paternity list. The second Brave in a few in the past few weeks who once again will become a father. Congratulations to Travis Darno, obviously for the birth of his child a few weeks ago, and now to Luke Jackson as well. So Chris Martin brought back into the fold. We'll likely see another roster move over the next few days once Luke Jackson is returned to the bullpen as well. So the Braves now have basically good health on their side. Besides Stephen Boak, really no other injuries to speak of when it comes to this Braves team. They've got some unexpected rest now. You certainly have to hope that the tide will turn back in a positive manner for this offense to balance both production and power. But one key factor in all of this that continues to be productive is Jorge Soler, who when he was traded to the Braves, you certainly didn't think from his production earlier this year that Jorge Soler would profile as a number two hitter in this lineup between Ozzie Albies and Freddie Freeman. But Jorge Soler literally has been on the level of his 2019 breakout year when he led the American League in home runs. He's not shown as much power. He's shown a bit less power than he did in 2019, but his overall approach at the plate has certainly improved since he's come to the Braves. When you compare his production in his time with Atlanta versus that 2019 season, yes, the power may be slightly down, but the patience, the walk rate is certainly up, and the strikeout rate is significantly down as well. And you also can see that Soler is consistently putting putting good contact on the baseball with how hard he's getting his hits. You also can see the discipline and development from Soler. Two key walks in games that the Braves had the opportunity, either won or had the opportunity to win this past week as well. So Jorge Soler certainly has been a revelation in the number two spot for the Braves. And listen, nobody ever expected the Braves to find a solution in right field that was going to replace how wonderful Ronald Acuna is. But I'm not going to say that Jorge Soler has done that. I will go as far to say that Jorge Soler has stepped into Ronald Acuna's role on this team and done a much better job than anybody could have anticipated since he was traded to Atlanta. 
Obviously, it's going to be an exciting night for the second straight Friday. It's going to be Ian Anderson on the mound against another young pitcher in Logan Webb, who's having a breakout year himself for San Francisco. It certainly will be a key matchup. Hopefully, the Braves' offense will be ready to go against the San Francisco team. They beat two out of three games just a month ago. Though San Francisco does have a bit more good health on its side this time around, the Braves certainly are more than capable with Anderson, Morton, and Freed going this weekend to win two out of three games and hopefully continue to expand their lead in the NL East. Don't forget, you can find the Talking Chop podcast, the Daily Hammer, and the Road to Atlanta podcast all at TalkingChop.com and across all forms of social media at Talking Chop. My name's Sean Coleman. Go Braves! You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. Go Braves! Hopefully they'll get some key victories over the weekend, and we'll be able to recap it all for you next week. We'll see you next week on the Daily Hammer. Hi, I'm Neil Patel, host of Decoder, my show about big ideas and other problems. Right now on Decoder, we're doing a mini-series about one of the biggest ideas that's creating some of the biggest problems around, generative AI. Our series dives deep into some of the most pressing issues surrounding generative AI, with expert Verge reporters covering the cutting-edge frontier of the industry. How could copyright lawsuits completely upend large language models and image generators? How big a problem is AI-generated misinformation for the 2024 election? And what kind of impact are AI chatbots having on human relationships? Decoder's AI series will help you understand what's going on, why, and where it might go from here. Tune in every Monday and Thursday for new episodes of Decoder wherever you get your podcasts. Right now, businesses are facing tough choices. Do you cut costs or drive growth? Solve for today or build for tomorrow? Do you satisfy your shareholders or satisfy your customers? The answer is yes. You don't have to choose. With the intelligent platform for digital business from ServiceNow, you can say yes to unifying your existing systems and yes to accelerating growth. Visit servicenow.com to see how we can help you put yes to work. The world works with ServiceNow.